invite, if you would, to take a Bible and open to Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15, and we're going to look at verses 16 and 17. If you're um, using a pew Bible, you're on page 459. Proverbs 15, verses 16 and 17. Verse 16 reads, Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Better a meal of vegetables where there is love than a fattened calf with hatred. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, you may or may not be aware of it, but we are in the middle of wedding season. We're in the middle of wedding season. Just last night, here in this sanctuary, you might see from the flowers that are behind me, we had a wedding, and it's interesting to be at weddings and talk to people about how many weddings they may be in during the summer. If you are currently in that stage of life where you're in like 20 weddings this summer, um, just keep going. Persevere. One day you'll be old like me and you only go to weddings if you're officiating them or you get invited. But, but wedding season is among us and, and a lot of preparation and planning goes into a wedding. So much so that I get somewhat stressed out thinking about all the things that have to be done before a wedding happens. You got to find the food. You got to find um, the band, perhaps. You got to make sure the venue is taken care of. There are all of these details. You got to order the dresses for the bridesmaids, tuxes for the groomsmen, on and on and on it goes. So much so that it really stresses me out to even think about it. I'm the type of person that says, we're going to have a wedding. It's going to be awesome. And other people will come in and say, what about this? What about this? Have we done this? Is that lined up? That part really, really stresses me out. But being a part of a wedding weekend can be super fun. There's lots of festivities that happen over the course of a weekend. Um, And so much so that sometimes, if you're not careful, you lose focus on what the main point of the weekend is. From rehearsal dinners to rehearsals to the after party to the food to all, all of that, if you're not careful, you get so distracted by those things that you forget about the main event. And one of my opportunities in ministry is to refocus people, to say all the other stuff is great. I told you in the first service, I'm the first one through the buffet line, baby. Um, I'm the first one that like, sizes up the band and like, this is going to be a good night. You know, some bands you can just tell, like, we're going to have fun. Um, I'm all about all of that stuff, but I'm also really concerned that if you don't focus on the primary reason that you're gathering on the weekend, that, that all of that can be for naught. So we gather in here on Friday nights, and I do my best to read a scripture and pray and kind of focus everybody in on what we're doing. But really the preparation starts weeks, sometimes months before the ceremony. As we do premarital counseling, um, either in person or sometimes it's via Skype these days, however it is, for those weeks and months leading up, talking about all the stuff past the event. And then on that Friday, I'm getting everybody to focus. Yeah, we're, we're, it's all there, but the reason we're here is this main event. And so much of life can be that way, that you and I can be so distracted by all the things that are swirling around in our lives 
chasing after all of these things that everybody else and sometimes that we think are important and really miss out on things that are essential and primary in our lives. Um, I love the passage that I read to you earlier from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus goes to the house of Martha and Mary and, and they're having a party. Um, they're having hosts, they're having guests into their house, I should say. And, and I have to tell you that I'm the person that, um, again, I'm like, hey, we should have people over. Mary's the person that's like, well, okay, we need to feed them. Um, we would also like our house to look like people and not, you know, wild animals live here. You know, all the details that have to happen. And I'm like, hey, everybody come over. Um, I identify perhaps more with Mary than Martha in this story. She comes in, and these two sisters, you can almost see them kind of looking at each other. You can almost see Martha giving Mary kind of the side eye. Like, there's a lot that needs to happen here. We got Jesus, for crying out loud, coming to our house. There's a lot of preparations that need to happen. And she, she tries to get Jesus on her side to kind of goad uh, Mary to action. I was like, can't you get her moving? Can't you get her helping me with all this stuff that's going on? And Jesus' words are, are really convicting, generally speaking, in my life. Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing, one thing is necessary. Mary's chosen the good portion, some translations the better portion, which will not be taken away from her. And you and I may not be um, having people over for lunch after church today. We may not be preparing for a wedding currently in our lives. But I would venture to guess that most of us would say that we are busy people. Quick show of hands. How many of you are busy? You identify the real hardcore Baptists who will never raise their hand. All of us are busy, right? All of us are, are anxious, if we're not careful, about a lot of things. I think about it even in the lives of my children. I can be anxious about all of the things that they're supposed to be doing and pursuing and excelling at in life. Sports, for example. Um, I could be obsessed about my children and them achieving their full potential in sports and asking myself, well, what if we practice this many days? Or is there maybe a, a hitting instructor out there? Or maybe is there a basketball coach for Eleanor? Or maybe all these things, and I just want to give them every opportunity to succeed in this area of sports. And sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm reforming, okay? I'm not saying that I'm over it. I'm getting better. Um, sometimes even my behavior at sporting events would make you think that this is the ultimate thing in my child's life. I'm saying that I'm reforming because you may come to a game and I don't do so well. But anyways, I, I'm working on it. I, I see it's a thing. That there are more important things that my children could excel athletically and still not be focused on the primary and things that I hope for them as their parents. Academically. I could be so focused on them achieving the right SAT, GPA, blah, blah, blah. And being worried, is my child behind? Should they be doing this? Is this an opportunity that I get so obsessed with that that I don't focus on the more important things like their heart? A church can be busy. Church can be busy and anxious about a lot of things. 
Even now, as I look out the congregation and see your faces, and many of you, I know you fairly well, and all the things that you have going on, and we all come here together, and we are trying to be on the same page as a church and accomplish some mission that God has given us, but but there's so many different things that you and I could do that we could pursue as a church, and we could be busy and anxious about a lot of things and not be focused on what I think would be primary or essential things as a church. And so the book of Proverbs is helpful for us in that regard. Better um, is a little. Now, it feels very um, anti-American to say such a thing. Better is a little. You and I generally kind of work under the uh, the idea that more is better. Um, One scoop of ice cream is good, but two is certainly better. And it kind of goes against our natural inclination to say, better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Better, better to have just a little bit and that be accompanied by the fear of the Lord than to have great treasure and to have trouble with that. And one of the things that's my natural inclination as it relates to treasure or financial resources is to always think that if I could get just a little bit more, then I would be secure. If I just had a little bit more of that, or if I had just a little bit more in the 401k, if I had just a little bit more here and there, and that can become so um, important in my life, and even important in the lives of my children, that I think, hey, you know, it's great to pursue what you love, but are you going to get employed with this degree? Some of you parents are smiling. You've had that conversation, right? And I could lose sight on the fact that, that our kids could become really successful in the eyes of the, in the world, and perhaps even in our eyes, and be bankrupt morally. To not fear the Lord and live for Him. Better is a dinner of herbs. The NIV says better is a dinner of vegetables. Now, can I just tell you that if you and I share a meal together and meat is not involved, I do not think that I've had a meal. If Mary was here, she'd be like, amen. I mean, a guy cannot eat eggs and grits for dinner. No, no, there's got to be meat. This is, I'm really convinced I read this. Better is... Better is just kind of like green beans than um, what, a fattened ox or a slaughtered calf, a steak, if that is accompanied with hatred. And you and I, our hearts don't, we don't tend to, to believe that or live that way, but perhaps you've experienced the flip side of that. Perhaps you've, you've lived life in seasons where you had a lot, materially speaking, but you also had great trouble with it, and there's no contentment or peace to be found in that. Or perhaps you found yourself sitting across from someone, maybe your significant other, at a really great restaurant, but you know what wasn't there? Love. And in the absence of genuine love with that person across from you or that family around the table, what you were eating was kind of beside the point, correct? Didn't taste nearly as good as perhaps those vegetables 
or maybe a Subway sandwich if there was love there. And so the writer of Proverbs is, is helping us refocus our hearts and our minds to say that you and I, generally speaking, are distracted by things of secondary importance. It could be things that we acquire that we think will make us happy, things that we achieve that we think will make us secure um, in this world. And he's saying, look past all of those things and look instead to things like the fear of the Lord. I want to challenge those of us who have kids in this room. I want you to think about how much effort and time you take pointing them in a path that would lead them to fear and love and reverence the Lord versus perhaps how much time you push them toward other things. Not that those things are bad. Those things can be good, things that God uses for their growth, even for his glory. But if we compare where we're, where we're putting our emphasis, where is that? And then to help us think about loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving others even as we love ourselves. As I was preparing this sermon and thinking about my own life in times of plenty and times of want, I thought about my seminary days. Um, for some crazy reason, Mary and I thought we should go to seminary at the same time. And uh, so we were full-time students and then we worked part-time. And looking back over those years, I'm really amazed that we somehow made it. But we were probably just like young and idealistic enough not to know how perilously thin we were at making all of the ends meet. But I look back on those as some of the most joyful, wonderful days that the Lord allowed us to have as a married couple. Think about me sitting in my old hand-me-down recliner in my two-bedroom apartment right there on the campus uh, edge of Sanford's campus. And we were so um, economically challenged that we didn't think we could afford a TV. So we didn't have a... Can you imagine that? That I lived part of my life without a television? The Red Sox played in the World Series that fall, and I can remember sitting in my recliner listening to the radio broadcast. Some of you younger people, you're like, oh, wow. Did you also invite all the neighbors to sit on the porch with you? No, I didn't. But there's a part of me that wished I did live during that time. But I look back on that, and, and any joy that we experienced or any difficulty that we experienced didn't primarily relate to what we didn't have, materially speaking. Um, I, I joked with the earlier congregation that I was thinking about that Alan Jackson song, Just Living on Love. Just living on love. And trusting that God would provide for us. And you know what happened? He did. At every step along the way where things could have kind of thrown us off course and made us go back to South Carolina, the Lord provided for us um, through his people over and over and over again. So I just encourage you as you're pursuing life to make sure that you don't get distracted by secondary things. I'm not saying that your financial situation doesn't matter. Um, guess what? You're like me, and your mortgage payment is going to come due every month. And it feels real good to be able to take care of that. But I also want to tell you that, that as you're pursuing those things, make sure that you don't miss out on the more fundamental, important things. 
Because one day life is going to come at you. And it may be because of things that you do that are foolish. It may be things that you experience in a fallen world that you have no power over. And in those moments where, where we're tested and we're tried, the things that are going to be more important to us than anything is walking in the fear of the Lord, um, knowing that God is there with us and his love is constant and there are other people around us as expressions of God's love for us. And if we have those things, the Lord will be faithful to see us through. I invite you, if you would, to pray with me. Lord, give us hearts um, that are not easily distracted by things that are fleeting. Give us hearts that are not um, easily prone to chase after things that, that we think will satisfy, that we think will make us secure when we know ultimately that the only hope we have in this life or the life to come is your love for us in Christ. And so we pray that you would help us to love and to fear you, help us to walk in the ways that you've called us to, help us to not be foolish and, and gain the whole world and lose our souls in the process. So we pray that you would graciously be at work among us, helping us to choose the better portion. We offer this prayer in Christ's name. Amen. Um, if you're here this morning and um, you've never made a public profession of your faith in Christ, and you feel the Lord's leading you to do that, or if you're looking for a church family where you want to wrestle with Scripture, you want to see what it is to be wise and together um, live into that, and you would like to come and be a part of Mount Mount Baptist. Whatever it is that God is leading you to do, either at your seat or publicly up front, I invite you to do so as we stand and sing the chorus. Sing this chorus with me. Christ is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need. Christ is enough. Christ is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need, everything I need is in you. Everything I need, I have decided. turning back no turning back I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning one more time I have decided I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning back I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. Thank you. You may be seated. Um, I really can't think of a better way to conclude our worship 
in thinking about um, better is a little with the fear of the Lord than a great feast. Because we're going to come to the Lord's table and celebrate this meal, this gift that God's given us at the Lord's Supper that are help us tangibly remember the salvation that God has given us in Christ. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that Paul gave um, to the believers in Corinth that speaks to the significance of the Lord's Supper for the believer. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The way that we celebrate the Lord's Supper in the contemporary service is become forward. And we use a practice called intinction, which is just a fancy way of saying you grab the piece of bread, you dip it in the cup, and you partake of it right there. A um, couple of words about that. Um, the bread is intentionally cut into large pieces. If you would, just touch the piece that you're going to take. Um, also, when you dip it into the cup, only the bread needs to be uh, in the juice. Um, you know, just... You know, just hospitality and etiquette at the table. Um, we invite you to come, but you'll participate here. If you would prefer to have prepackaged elements, um, they're also here. And then there's also gluten-free communion wafers here to my right. So, Lord willing, um, through Amy's faithfulness, we've made provision for everybody. Because it's important um, that all of us are able to celebrate the Lord's Supper. So I'm going to offer a word. Oh, also, if you're here... And you're a believer, follower of Christ, you're welcome to celebrate at the table. You don't have to be um, a church member to celebrate this meal. Um, I'm going to say a prayer for us, and then um, our associate deacons are going to come, and we invite you to come um, as you feel led. So I invite you, if you would, to pray with me. Lord, we thank you for the gift of the Lord's Supper. We thank you that as we taste this bread, as we taste this juice, we are reminded that in Christ you have provided everything that we need. So we pray that you would help us to value our salvation above all things and that we would know that if we have you and we have nothing else, we have all that we need. We offer this prayer in Christ's name. Amen. that the world could hold mountains made of solid gold riches that could buy my dreams you are better than all these things the prettiest face to turn their eyes beauty that could hypnotize the open doors that looks may bring you are better than all these things 
powerful um, thing the Lord's given us. Um, it's really moving to stand here 
and watch you all come forward. Um, so different in so many ways, um, but all of us find our faith and our salvation in what God's done for us in Christ. It's really powerful. I invite you, if you would, stand, and you're going to pass the peace of Christ to each other. You just say, peace of Christ to you, and you respond, and also with you. Peace of Christ to you. Thank you. You're welcome. See, that's such a good thing to do. In part, because you know how hard it is to be mad at somebody? When you say, peace of Christ to you. And they say, also with you. As a way of uh, building fellowship and unity. I joked with someone after the first service that we might do that after, before every business meeting. <laughs> Have the Lord's Supper and pass the peace of Christ. And it just might just make everything so smooth. Uh, thank you for being in worship today. If you are available... 6.15 tonight at the West Homewood Pool. We're going to have pizza, and we're going to have a pool. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of sugar involved. Um, and it's going to be better if you come. It's just like worship. It's better when people show up. So if at all possible, 6.15 West Homewood uh, Pool. This is an all-skate, okay? If you're, if you're a church member or you're a guest, or you're, if you're breathing, you're invited. 615 West Homewood Pool. I'm hoping you'll come. Pray that you receive this benediction as you leave. Um, pray that you would go from this place assured that God is going to provide for your needs, seeking Him above all things, and that the Lord would use you to be a source of His blessing to others. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Be dismissed.